Hello, this is Basil Howard Brown, and welcome to Messages of Revival. Today is the day the Lord's made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. As you listen to this podcast, I believe God will touch, heal, deliver, and set you free. Open your heart to receive now, and remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless. Hello, and welcome to Messages of Revival podcast. This is Basil Howard Brown. So good to have you back with us. Uh, We are now in part two of how to increase the anointing. I believe this series on the anointing has been a blessing to you. And if you have just tuned in and this is your first podcast, well, we do have uh, part one out there. And then we have three parts already on the anointing. You need to go and jump in and listen to it. Many more are still going to come. So let's go ahead and read some foundation scriptures here and jump right into the teaching on how to increase the anointing. In the book of Luke chapter 4 and verse 14 says, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee and then went out of fame of him throughout all the region round about and he taught in the synagogues being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth as he was brought up and his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. When he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering a sight of the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Then in Luke chapter 5 and verse 15, it says, But so much the more went their fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. I can tell you right now, folks, I feel the anointing of God here right now. I mean, I'm I'm doing everything I can just to contain myself. Let's let's read on. (laughs) In Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And then two more scriptures in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 20 said, But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. And then down in verse 27 says, But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, that ye need not that any man teach you. But the same anointing teaches ye of all things, and is truth, and is no lie. And even as it is taught you, ye shall abide in him. Now, we're going to go on to, we, we did speak about, uh, you know, the anointing not being a formula, but being a relationship. That was part one. So now we're going to jump into this and talk about a language or a person. In Luke 24, verse 19 says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem till he be endured with power from on high. Then in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, They were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I want you to notice this. The Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and then they began to speak. What a lot of churches have done over the years and Pentecostal churches I've grown up in is it's all about speaking in tongues. So 
if we can give you a, a heavenly language, if you can get a heavenly language today, that's all you need. You know, they forget about the relationship that we have with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and it becomes about the language. And I've watched them do this many times over. You know, they'll stand in front of you and, and tell you to repeat what they're saying, and then, you know, you, you begin to repeat, uh, try to repeat the tongue that they are, are, are saying, and then eventually they'll go, oh, yes, yes, you got it, you got it. And it could be just some word you might be saying, you know, but you got it. You've got, oh, that's it. You've got the Holy Ghost. Now, let me explain something to you quickly. The Holy Spirit and the language of the Spirit are two different things. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. And the, and, and the, and the, and the language of the Spirit is just that. It is a language. It is a language by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says when we speak in tongues, we speak mysteries unto God. The Bible also says when you speak in tongues, you build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. See, that's what is so awesome about um, praying in the Spirit, is if you feel a little down, try it. If you feel a little down, just start to pray in the Spirit. And then all of a sudden, something clicks on the inside of you. I mean, it just it just jump on the inside of you and that excitement wells up and, and a joy breaks out. I mean, it's, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen is uh, you're going through some tough times. Just Now, it might take you a little time. You know, it might take you five minutes, might take you 10 minutes. Your flesh might be screaming like, shut up. I don't want to pray in the spirit right now. But you have to just break through that. And I'm telling you right now, when you break through that, you get onto another whole level and then the joy breaks out in the inside of you. God's peace is upon you, and and I mean it's it's the most amazing, it's the most amazing feeling. But the church has tried to get people speaking in other tongues, and they and here's what they do: they forget about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me read verse four again. It says, "And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance." So. They were first filled, and then they spoke. We try to get them to speak, but never get them filled. There are many people that have been in our lines that have gone under the power of God and fall on the floor and never had a heavenly language, but on the way down they get it, or on the floor they get it, because they're getting full of the Holy Ghost. And when you get full of the Holy Ghost, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And part of that is your heavenly language. It's, it's essential. It is essential. If you don't have a heavenly language, it's essential that you get one. Get full of the Holy Ghost. Get on fire for God. And I'm telling you right now, that heavenly language will be a part of you and you'll be able to speak uh, in, in other tongues freely uh, at any time. The early church had substance. But the latter church has uh, been operating in a formula. That's what it is. The early church had substance. You know, when you get full of the Holy Ghost and get on the street and thousands are getting born again, there's substance there. There's something going on. Unfortunately, the, the latter church, the church we're in today, has looked for a formula uh, to, to, you know, try to make things happen, try to, um, you know, it's, it's a form of godliness, really. That's what it is. It's a form of godliness. And what we need is to get back to the substance. In other words, get back to the Acts chapter 2 days 
where the fire of God is real, where the outpouring of the Holy Ghost is real, where lives are being touched and changed by the power of God. And it's not like we're trying to talk somebody through something. People are getting full of the Holy Ghost on the spur of the moment. We need to have that encounter like Saul had on the road to Damascus. That's what we need. Or Moses with a burning bush. Hallelujah. It's one thing to read the Bible, but it's something else to know the author. I don't want to just read the Bible for the sake of reading the Bible. I want to read the Bible at the same time I want to know the author. Because when I read the Bible and I know the author, I mean, I feel his presence here right now. I'm hoping that you and praying that you feel him too. Uh, when I read the scripture, I can feel the anointing beginning to well up. I'm going, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the anointing of God. That's the power of God. That's what we need to feel. We need to feel that. And so what I encourage people to do is, is get, into, get into the presence of the Lord. And sometimes you want to just put on some worship and begin to worship the Lord, worship the Lord, and then, and then begin to pray in the Spirit. Begin to pray in the Spirit while the worship's going. And then when the worship ends or end the worship, uh, continue to pray in the Spirit. And I'm telling you right now, you'll step over into a realm of the Spirit of God that you've never been into. It's time that we as ministers and even as lay preachers and those that minister on the streets and those that, that, that you know, win souls one-on-one, -on -one, the easiest thing to do is to lead somebody to Jesus because of the anointing that you have within you. And, and it's rising up out of you. And when it rises up out of you, it begins to touch the hearts and lives of people. And they, they respond to that. People respond to the anointing. So uh, very, very important, very important. He, the Holy Spirit is a person, but we have a language of the Spirit that we can use on a daily basis. And, 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 it, and it's, it's wonderful. Now, let's talk about prayer. Prayer is two-way communication. In other words, prayer is conversation. That's what prayer is. Many Christians' prayer is one-sided. Now, if I was in a meeting, and I, I, or I'm talking to a pastor, or I'm talking to a friend, and I ask them a question, man, hasn't God, isn't God been wonderful? Hasn't God been good to us through this year of 2020? If I don't stop and give them a chance to operate or talk back to us, uh, I, it's not communication. It's one-sided. Maybe you've been in relationships like that where, where communication is one-sided. Communication is two ways. You speak, and then you let the other person speak. And then you speak again, and then you let the other person speak, and vice versa. They let you speak. That's what communication is. That's what prayer is. There's many times I believe we go to God and talk to God and talk to God and talk to God and then say, Amen. And God actually wanted to talk back. <laughs> he actually wanted to talk back. But we never gave him the opportunity to. See, folks, we, we've got to give God the opportunity. We've got to allow God the opportunity to talk back to us. It's vitally important, vitally important that, that God uh, speaks into our life. You know, the Bible says, um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Pray without ceasing. Prayer needs to be a lifestyle. Prayer needs to be a lifestyle. We need to talk with God all the time. Let me tell you what, God wants to communicate with us. In, in the book of Genesis, when God would come down in the cool of the evening, He came down to fellowship with man. That's what He did. 
God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He still wants to fellowship with man if man would just fellowship with Him. So we, 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 we talk to God. Uh, you know, there's times where I talk to God and I don't ask Him for anything. I just want to talk to Him. I want to love on Him. I want to worship Him. I want to adore Him. I want to tell Him how, how wonderful He is, how awesome He is. And I just spend that time doing that. And then there's other times where, where we need to a breakthrough. And now we go to God and say, God, we need a breakthrough. And let me, let me tell you what. When I ask the Lord for something, let's say I'm believing God for something and I'm talking to the Lord about it. And then when I'm done sharing that with God and telling Him what we need, because He already knows, but He wants to hear from us. When I'm laying that all down at his feet and saying, this is what we need, this is what we got to have for personal life, ministry, whatever it is, I ask the Lord this, how do you want to do this? How do you want to do this? Because you see, we got plans. We can, we can, we've got plans in the world, in the natural, um, through the history of the church, the way the church has done things over the years to raise funds for whatever we, we're doing. There's another way. The other way is actually God's way. <laughs> God's way. When God does stuff, you know, He always seems to lean towards being debt-free. Somehow he, he, he releases the finances to be in a position where we're debt-free. So you ask God. You tell God, God, this is what I need. This is what we are believing you for. How are you going to do this? And then be quiet. Be quiet. Don't say anything. Just listen. 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 See, what will happen is this. when, And you might not hear anything off the bat the first time around. But God will begin to share with you. And God will begin to tell you. You know, when we were believing God for a fifth wheel, the Lord told me exactly what to do. He said, do this, 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 and this. And I'm telling you right now, everything we did, I did it exactly the way the Lord said, and that thing was paid in full. And it goes with anything, personal life, ministry life, your job, your business, whatever it is. Uh, looking for a new job, looking for a new car, you know, buying a home, whatever it is. Uh, talk to the Lord about it, and He will lead you and guide you in it. It's very, very important. You've got to have this prayer, this two-way communication. And then in John chapter 10 and verse 5 says, uh, the stranger, and a stranger will not follow, but will flee from him, for they, know, uh, for they know not the voice of strangers. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they will follow me. Do you hear that? My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they will follow me. See, it's about, it's about hearing and knowing the voice of the Lord. And folks, this is, this is an area everybody should walk in. It's not exclusive to ministers. It's not about preachers only hearing from the Lord. It's about every one of us hearing from God on a daily basis. Having an ear for hearing. Let me, let me say this. There's times where I'm talking to somebody. And talking about stuff, I mean, it could be anything. It could be the Word, it could be Jesus, it could be just stuff in personal life. And then all of a sudden, boom, I feel the anointing on me. And I'm like, either God's confirming what I'm saying or He's trying to get my attention and He wants to talk to me about what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, God wants to talk to us. He wants to fellowship with us. 
When he does that, listen, stop for a moment and just say, hang on, let me, let me, let me. And you don't have to be spiritual about it. I mean, nobody needs to know you have a communication with God. But just stop for a moment and just talk to the Lord and say, what, what do you want to say, Lord? Because he wants to say things. Um, I'll give you this example and then we'll end up this uh, particular bo- uh, podcast. But let me, let me say this, that one day I needed to go do a recording in uh, St. Louis on, on a, uh, a album that we recorded at our camp meeting. I booked the airline ticket. I booked the studio time. I mean, I'd done everything. Every, the pastor was ready to pick me up. Uh, you know, 3.30 in the morning, I get up, go put on the shower. And as I put the shower on, the Spirit of the Lord hit me. Boom! And I mean, it shocked me to the core. And I put the shower off and I said, what do you want, Lord? And the Lord said to me, I don't want you to go to St. Louis today. I said, but Lord, I booked, I booked uh, the facility. I've got everything taken care of. Tickets are bought. I'm flying. I'm um, I got the pastor there. He's ready for me. And the Lord said to me, I don't want you to go to St. Louis today. So I went to my wife, woke her up. I said, honey, I said, I feel the Lord just told me not to go to St. Louis today. I mean, I'm, I'm like looking for some input, you know. Come on, lady, give me some input. And she looked at me and said, well, if the Lord told you not to go to St. Louis today, then don't go. And then she just kind of rolled over and went right back to sleep. And I'm like... Wow, that was a great help. Thank you. So I went in my closet. Some of us go into our closet, and I said to the Lord, I said, um, why? Why did you wait so long to tell me? Why didn't you tell me this yesterday, the day before, before I booked the ticket? And that's what the Lord said to me. He said, because you were just too busy. I couldn't talk to you. And listen, that shocked me. I began to cry. I literally began to weep, saying, God, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I've missed it completely. That is not the way I want to operate. I want to be able to be in a position where anytime you want to talk to me, talk to me. See, he wants to He wants to lead us and guide us. That day I went, took my notes, my Bible, went in the living room and put, a, put our first message out uh, for the church that we, we birthed in St. Louis uh, called The River. Um, let me tell you what, God gave me the message for that Sunday morning. And we were still uh, a few months off from from starting that church, but the Lord gave me a message. So let me, let me say this. Don't, don't underestimate God's relationship with you. Spend more time with God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Pray, seek His face, and I'm telling you right now, God will move on your behalf. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. He'll speak to you on a daily basis. Hallelujah. Have an ear for hearing. Understand prayer is communication. And uh, build a relationship. Amen. Build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. God wants to speak to you even today. So get ready. Thank you so much for watching this video podcast, listening to this audio podcast. Uh, share this with your friends, if you will. We're trying to get it out uh, as much as possible. We are in many, many countries already excited about what God's doing. We love you all. God bless you. And we'll see you on the next podcast. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Take out the hardened heart and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again.
I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I am ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.